Hey, Dr. Mike here. So listen, if you want to live forever-ish, you got to know what's in and what's not. Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to Live Forever-ish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your hosts, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. Who doesn't want to live forever-ish? Right, Dr. Crystal? Right. Whoa, Dr. Mike. Dr. Mike's got energy this morning. Good cup of coffee. Two cups of espresso. Two shots. Two shots. Every morning. Uh, But that was a while ago. (laughs) So anyways, yeah, living forever-ish, I always like to remind our audience it's feeling... It's feeling good. It's feeling vibrant. It's it's being strong, right? Yeah. Anything else yeah. you want to add to that? that you know what? Right? What I always say. It's about uh, the the later years in life and the quality of life and the ability to still do the things yeah. you love. Yeah, like to walk straight up and get out of the chair without mourning and groaning because right. I'm already doing that a little bit. Uh oh, I know. <laughs> to be watch. able to ride a bike without fearing that you're going to fall. Yeah, yeah. And off then, the bike. And then, and then break you a can't big get bone up. and that's it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. All right. So that's living forever-ish. We have three things to do and one thing not to do. The first thing that you want to do and consider thinking about exercise when you're older and stuff, osteoarthritis. It turns out krill. Krill oil is really good for at least knee arthritis. This is according to the, a large study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition just this past July, July 2020. Tell us why we like this study. Yeah, there's a there's been a big debate, uh, Dr. Mike, just to give you some background on krill versus fish. Krill versus fish. We've heard that for so many years now. Right? <laughs> right. You know, there's there's been the idea that krill, you know, incorporates better into cells, red blood cells. Um, and, and of course, there's research with fish as well. And so this study really kind of, I don't want to say puts the debate to rest, but it, it definitely gives us another check towards krill. It is uh, yeah. a, a large study. Good. Very important. Um, what's nice about the study is they use a high dose of krill. Uh, you often find in these nutrient studies. It's the, the doses are so low. It's a joke. Well, because often. they want a neg- they want a bad response. I, I I really believe that in some of these 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 people doing this research, right? Come on. Well, it depends on who's sponsoring the study, but yes, yeah, sometimes when, when, it makes it seem like you people either should not be studying nutrients for health or, because or, you have no idea, or do it right, right? Do right. the dose right, all that. So large study. High dose. And when we say high dose, actually, for me and you, we, we would consider this a good dose. Like, yeah, it's just uh, a good, solid dose. Right. Right. Um, um, it's it's higher than what I currently take right woo, now. Which we'll you get take into more those doses. Yeah. Right. And then it's six-month duration. Pretty good, pretty good length. Well, the other thing about the study is they measured omega-3 levels. So, ah, I mean, they, yeah. these, these researchers, they crossed their T's, they dotted their I's, and it, so it just made me excited to see it because, you know, I take krill. And so so uh, seeing this, this research. They covered all the basics that we like to see because, you know, going back to maybe some people doing research who, who don't want nutrients to succeed, 
low dose. They don't look at what people's levels are to begin with, right? They, they It's usually just pure survey, and they're not following them very closely. We don't even know mm-hmm. if they're taking the nutrient or not. I mean, a lot of stuff like that, but this study was controlled, well-designed, and we got some good results, right? Good results. So, you know, double-blind, randomized, placebo-controlled study, 235 subjects, uh, age of about 40 to 65. Now, here's that big dose we were talking about, Dr. Okay. Mike. Four grams. Per day. Uh, I thought you took four grams a day of Omega in general. No, I take one gram of krill. Oh, krill specifically. Right, right. You use some more fish oil. Right, right, right. So with krill, you know, those little krill, they're they're so little. (laughs) So little. They're not a pet. (laughs) They're so little. It takes a lot of krill to to really get the amount of omega-3 fats. Um, I actually didn't know you did both. I do. Oh, yes. I thought Mm -hmm. you just did uh, the fish. No, no. I I take krill. I started krill in January, uh, and I feel like it's made a big difference. Now, did you do that because we know, you know, you've talked about this on the show. You had knee issues, maybe even a post-COVID type scenario right do do you think that's helped that's exactly why i started taking the krill and it's you know it's one of those things where you take it and you can't expect immediate results yeah and so i just took it in faith knowing what i knew about krill being specifically beneficial for joint health specifically beneficial for knee health that was before this study and i just took it in faith and i would tell you maybe it took a couple of months okay two well, three months before i realized i could bend down to tie my shoes that's nice that's <laughs> a good result back up. and and so that's the patience that we need sometimes right right and the especially with supplements we yeah. just, you know, most of the people that are taking stuff, they just want, I, I need to feel better right now. And, and then they give up. Right. And they don't give it a chance. I mean, these, this study was six months long. Exactly. That was the one thing I noticed. I said, whoa, they took it for six months. So I can't, you know, I'm right at that six month mark and I feel great. Yeah. Um, my, my knees feel great. And so, but they were taking a much higher dose. And, and so I would beg to say, Hey, maybe the four grams could have been overkill. Maybe they could have dosed it down a little bit, but I'm surprised. I normally you would say, "Yeah, I'm going to do more." That's kind of how you are. <laughs> you know, I I kind of am, but I have I picked it up a little bit. I I take a you know just an extra uh, five hundred milligrams uh, because I am taking fish yeah. oil as well. Yeah. So. Now, but in this study, this was pure krill. They made sure these patients were only, the only omega source was krill for six months. Correct. Yeah. That's an important distinction right there. So that, so we give all the, we give all of the credit to krill. Just to end, it says here, um, where did I see this? Yeah. Ultimately, the study demonstrated that supplementation with krill was safe Mm -hmm. and resulted in moderate improvements in knee pain, stiffness, and physical function. See? That's yeah. good stuff. All right, let's go on to in number two. Remember, this is what you want to do if you want to live forever-ish, and that is regular consumption of quinoa. Yeah. Mm, I don't know about regular. Oh, come on. This study, this is another pretty good study uh, that that we're going over because they, it's it was a crossover study, one, um, meaning that the, the participants acted as their own control. So they, they consumed a regular diet, mm-hmm. 
normal carbs. No, no you quinoa. Know, which is, you know, flour, yeah. no quinoa. And then that was for four weeks. And then they switched over to four weeks on a quinoa diet. Right. And what was nice about this study is they monitored these their the the, re, the participants' blood sugar levels with a continuous glucose monitor. And that that is that would be the standard way to do it. That would be the best. I don't know. Let me restate that. That's not the standard way that they do it in trials, but that should be. Right. The standard. Yes, because now you don't have to worry about the, the margin of error. You, you With the um, continuous glucose monitors, it's a sensor. It's kind of like a patch that you put on your arm, and it kind of has a little prick, pricks down mm -hmm. into your skin, and yep. you wear that patch. And so you are able to know what the blood sugar um, the rise and fall after a meal, before your meal. I mean, you can just get a better idea of how the body is responding to a particular intervention or what your blood glucose level um, is throughout the day. And, and so what they found is there was a reduction in postprandial glycemia. And what that means is the people, when they were those four weeks, when they were eating the quinoa, instead mm -hmm. of the regular carbs, right. their, their blood sugar did not rise as high as it did during those right, four weeks right. when they consumed the carb, the yeah. regular carbs. It, it, I think a lot of people would know this as the sugar spikes. Right. right? That's kind of how mm -hmm. we, we usually talk about it. So you eat something, if your sugar is spiking right after you're eating that, that's not good. No. That causes issue with insulin sensitivity, and it's, it's the road down to diabetes. But really, yes, when you right. when you think about it, so anything anything that dampens that, right, is mm -hmm. is a good is a good thing, and that's what happened here. Hey, they lost some weight too, right? Yes, there was a, a decrease in BMI uh, and as well as waist circumference. Right, which is the which really you know from a clinical standpoint, right? Uh, that's the one I look at because weight yeah. circumference is really what's connected to cardiovascular risk, not necessarily overall weight. Yeah, so the quinoa, I'm a fan. It's a pseudo grain, meaning it's not a normal grain. We actually consume the seed. Um, it provides all essential amino acids. So it's a complete yeah, well. protein, rich in fiber, naturally gluten-free. I like the way it tastes. See, I mean, I Dr. Don't. Mike that's, is over here. My, you guys my... can't see. She, he's making faces. I have to add a lot of butter. It's oh, salt. You know the trick. Come on, Robson. You know that's true. The trick to quinoa, Dr. Mike, is to cook it in like a vegetable stock or a I've chicken stock. I've heard that. I think you told me that before. To get some yeah. flavor. Yeah, because just by itself, it's a little it's a little dull. Not not that regular rice, for instance, has a lot of flavor unless you add stuff to it. But yeah. it's a little bit better than quinoa. Give it give it a try. If you're right. listening, now, I'll tell you, I will. The next time I plan a rice dish, I'll I'll, I'll substitute. Yeah. I'll let you know. It's a good substance. It gives you that carb fix for yeah. me. It, yeah. it it fixes my, my body when I'm just kind of craving carbs. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Okay. I'll try. All right. That's in number two. In number three, if you want to live forever-ish, is cryoimmune focal therapy for cancer. That was a big one. That, yeah. There's a lot there. Hold, hold on. Let me say that again. Cryoimmune. So that's cold. Mm -hmm. Plus immune. Immune system is involved. Mm -hmm. 
focal therapy for cancer, meaning we're we're, tar- we're we're going right after that cancer in that specific spot. Right. So localized treatment versus more of the the targeting cancer systemically. Yeah. With you know chemotherapy, for example, kills everything. Kills everything. This is why people throw up. They get nerve issues, heart issues. It, it kills everything, right? Good yeah. cells, bad cells. Uh, and so this is a, a form of cancer treatment that is um, being researched. There's actually an active, active study that uh, researchers are recruiting for. We, um, you can actually head to clinicaltrials.gov if you're interested in and seeing if you are a candidate for this study, but it's it's looking at um, cryo, meaning using freezing. Yeah, cold, right? Yeah. yeah, you freezing part of the tumor, but it's different than the cryo. Like if you're um, <laughs> if you go to the dermatologist and maybe there's a mold and, and they're sh- freezing and, and they're they trying it. to get rid yeah. of the entire thing. This is a, a different uh, strategy that involves kind of killing part of that tumor and that tumor will release some of its components different antigens and, and then now- the immune system comes in yes yeah so so that's the that's the cryoimmune meaning they 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 f- because you know essentially when it's that cold you're burning it in a sense right? right so you're burning it up a little bit it releases and then the immune therapy you're doing now has a better chance to find those antigens those right kind of, ah, i like that That's yeah cool. yeah so it, it's something new that we are we're looking at in the research um and and there's some other medications that they're kind of looking at combining it with because cancer cells are great at evading the immune system so you know some uh, other medications to prevent that from taking place so it's a, i think there's there's it's a, fa- it's a it's, promising it's fascinating treatment. it's fascinating when you think about it that and, and i mean and now when you think about it it makes perfect sense but 20 30 years ago we really didn't think about it the um, your immune system is your best defense against anything that's coming at you very true bacteria viruses yeast cancer cells your mm-hmm. immune system is there ready to fight those things so anything we can do to make that job of the immune system more efficient, yeah, right, um, is going to always be good. So I, you have here, let's see, uh, right now it's being studied in breast cancer, kidney, lung, melanoma, and prostate cancer. Yes, yes. And uh, our sponsor, Life Extension, has been uh, talking and writing about this for prostate cancer for a very long time now. So it's great to kind of see this technology expanding out. Um, again, clinicaltrials.gov, there is an upcoming clinical trial. They're recruiting uh, new patients with metastatic disease. Uh, the number, if you go to clinicaltrials.gov, uh, type in NCT047-13371, okay. and you can rewind the, the and recording listen. back well, and listen Robson, to that. Robson, you can put that on the on the YouTube, because you know, by the way, audience, we, do, we don't just post this to the to the um, aggregates, right? The, yes. the pod. We also are, are on YouTube. Uh, what is it? Uh, YouTube.com slash Life Extension? Is that the Yes, YouTube.com slash Life Extension Wellness. Life Extension Wellness. So you can actually watch us too. Yeah. So Robson will put up that number there as well. Okay. Thank you, Robson. All right. So those are three ends. <laughs> those are the things we want to do. But then we always like to end it kind of with something you want not want to do, something you want to avoid. Um, and in this case, we have poorly executed. I actually like this. this kind of, I don't know why this makes me laugh a little bit. Poorly executed vegetarian diets, because I think that's I've I've done that. 
Oh yeah, we call we call them carbitarians. <laughs> Skip the meat, yes. add the potatoes. Yes, with lots of cheese and butter, and it, it was butter allowed. Yes, yeah, okay. yes, you can have butter. So you're skipping out on the meat, and you're adding in more carbs versus. The, the vegetables yeah, for yeah, vegetarians. Yeah, that's, it's supposed to be, you know, the root vegetables, different leafy greens, right? A very colorful plate, right? But I think a lot of people, it's it's still brown with the brown potato. <laughs> I know. Well, when you're desperate, obviously, oh, you know, in my funny. vegetarian days, sometimes you're just hungry and you want to eat and there aren't any vegetables. <laughs> like well, you're on a road trip. I, I mean, okay. So the, then you end up going see, for fries. I, I think there are, <laughs> I think, well, French fries are good anytime, not just road trip. <laughs> I think that, see, I, I think sometimes we get too, what's, what's the word? Too um, obsessed with a way of eating or a mm-hmm. diet we're following. Um, there's, I mean, obviously if you're going on a road trip, be good to yourself. Say it's okay to have those French fries because it's the only thing that's available for the next three hours as you're driving. Right. I mean, come on, it's okay. <laughs> but people take it so bad, like it's like they feel so bad when they break I down. Yes, it's like no, you're okay, right? <laughs> that's true, Doctor Mike. That's a, it, and it's about balance. We of talk course. about that balance, moderation. You know, as long as you're not replacing your veggies for French fries all the time, you know, it's not going to hurt. That's right. Look for the pattern of behavior, right? Good you know, point. If, if you if you grab the French fries once a, once every few months, fine. Now, if you're doing it once a week, there's a pattern there. Look, True. look for the pattern. Anyway, so this is now this is based on let's say results from the UK Women's Cohort Study. What was that about? What did they show? Yeah, so they um, analyzed diet records for more than twenty six thousand women and found that over about a twenty two year period, vegetarians were a third more likely to break a hip than those who regularly ate meat. Yeah, yeah. Which, okay, right there tells you they're, they're missing something then in that pure vegetarian diet, right? There's something not they're not getting. There's something there. And I have to tell you, Dr. Mike, we I pulled up the full text of this study, and the researchers, they haven't really put their fingers on exactly what the cause is. You know, there's this idea of, of all the nutrients. Maybe they're not getting the protein. Maybe not. they're not getting the nutrients that's needed for strong bones. Maybe not enough calcium. Yeah. But they kind of... Uh, kind of factored that in and that wasn't the main cause um so the the research is just don't really know at don't the end of the day. really yeah know. I, I think it needs this needs more investigation right to really tease out what's going on it's one of those things that makes you go hmm yeah what's what's going on there and there's just not enough here mm-hmm. to really tease out what might be the issue and, and and how it relates to bone health overall right but i think the takeaway message is if you are a vegetarian um, you have to, it's not something that you can just say, I'm going to cut out meat. It means that you have to plan even more than you would plan otherwise. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think and if you don't do that planning is where the poor execution comes, right? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so if you're going to do a vegetarian diet, obviously you're removing a major source of protein. Right. So you got to figure out, 
How am I still getting that protein that's important? What do you suggest most people? Uh, well, about one gram per kilogram, upwards to maybe 1.2 grams per kilogram, yeah. you know, a little bit higher. RDA is 0.8 grams per kilogram. So I do suggest... You got, a little bit. You, little, you go a little higher. Yeah, yeah, I would too, like one one or so. All right, so yeah, so you got to figure out how you, you still need that. <laughs> you still need that. You need complete protein. And and so we talked about quinoa. quinoa yeah. Complete quinoa protein. Quinoa with butter. Oh, my goodness, Dr. White. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's just something to, to keep in mind if you are a vegetarian. Make sure you're getting a variety. Make sure you are complementing those proteins. So, like the rice and beans. That will make a, a complete protein. Um, and make sure you're not focusing only on the fake meat. Yeah, you, you didn't. Ultra processed. You were, yeah, you're concerned about that a little bit, that some of these fake meats coming out there, although they may, they may give you that texture and taste and that's satisfying, I guess. Yeah. They're not necessarily the maybe healthiest things. Yeah, still think about the, the fresh vegetables, the fresh fruit. That or, needs or to be in. Make your own f fake meat. Oh yes, you know some black beans, right? Mm -hmm. That's a good mushrooms. Black. There's you can Chickpeas. do. Yeah, there's Yum. things you can do. To, to it may it may not give you that same texture as some of those brands that are out there now, oh, right? Oh man, but a good portobello mushroom. That's good. Burger. I listen. I have no with cheese. With, oh, definitely with cheese <laughs> and mayonnaise. But I do like it. It's so good, Dr. Mike. I do Mike. like it. Yeah. I do like it. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, a, a healthier way to do the mushrooms. And, you know, a lot of people, what they do is they'll pan fry them first, mm -hmm. right? You know, put them in your oven. Oh. You, you, you slowly dehydrate them. Oh. Yeah, maybe just a little olive oil on top okay. to get a little crunch. Okay. Very, very good. Chef Mike. There you go. Chef well, Dr. Mike. I watch Mike. the Food Channel. <laughs> I should pick up something here and there, right? All right. So that's Live Forever Ishes. Ins and outs. We had krill for osteoarthritis. That's an in. We had quinoa as an in. And we had really cool cryoimmune focal therapy as an in. Um, and if, hopefully you don't need that. Right. But it's something to talk about. Or even join the clinical trial if you can. And what's out is poorly executed vegetarian diets. Dr. Crystal, thanks for joining me Thank today. Thank you, Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget, liveforeverish.com. Tons of podcasts that you can download, listen to, like, share, comment, and subscribe so you never miss a show. That's liveforeverish.com. As a matter of fact, when you go on that page, <clears throat> first thing is give your email, and you become part of our family, and then you can um, uh, subscribe to your favorite aggregate. We have it right there. Yeah. It's easy. One-two punch. I like that, Dr. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, one-two punch. <laughs> to join the family. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.